The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictates in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law it required to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rise of many in Israel and will be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee in their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. All right. Well, you know, <clears throat> as a young boy, attending church with my parents on Sundays, there was always joy in my heart when after communion, the congregation, we all would stand and sing, Lord, now let us, thou thy servant, depart in peace, because I know I'm getting out of here soon. That really dates me, okay? But that's exactly what I thought. Oh my gosh, you know, finally, it's over. It's a terrible memory as a pastor to confess to a congregation, okay? Well, it was only years later that I came to a deep appreciation of this canticle. 
known by its Latin title, the Nunc Diminis, now dismiss. It's also called the Song of Simeon. And I'll come back to this in a moment. But embedded into the church's worship life, as Pastor Veith introduced our liturgy this evening, is this often neglected feast. A lot of people don't even realize it's a feast of the church. Uh, we celebrate this weekend. Uh, the full title of this feast is called The Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary and of the Presentation of Our Lord in the Temple. How's that for a mouthful? And it's also called, as he said, Candle Mass, and that comes from the ancient German uh, liturgy traditions of blessing all of the candles that are used uh, throughout the year in the church. This feast marks the end of the Christmas cycle. And now the church, as we know, soon will begin to turn its gaze to Lent and to the Paschal mystery of Christ on Holy Week. Forty days after the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary take, Joseph and Mary take Jesus to the temple in order to perform the requirements, as we were told, of the law of Moses. And in the temple, what they would do is they would offer sacrifices both for the purification of Mary after childbirth as well as for the birth of the firstborn son, Jesus. It is in the temple that Mary and Joseph have a strange encounter with two elderly people, Simeon and Anna. Luke tells us that Simeon had been given a special calling from the Lord, that he would not see death, he wouldn't taste death until he would see the Lord's Messiah. Prompted by the Holy Spirit, he left what he was doing that day, and perhaps he was working in his shop outside of the temple precincts. There he goes into the temple. When he sees the Holy Family, he takes Jesus into his arms and blesses God, Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Simon, in this song of praise, I think teaches us how to grow old gracefully and expectantly. You know, it seems to me that as we age, as we get older, as we all do, some of us, I've observed, can increasingly become cranky, right? Cynical, less flexible, even bitter. With more time under our belt, we can become skeptical and think, you're right, it'll never work. We tried it that way before, it didn't, ha it didn't work that way. Nothing ever changes, why bother? You know, it's less work to pop a balloon than to blow one up. Do you realize that? Especially the older you get, you don't have as much breath. Well, it, that was not true for this old man, Simeon. 
He was a man waiting for change. (laughs) He was ready to literally embrace it. Because you see, he was devout, we're told. He was teachable by the Word of God. He was open to the Holy Spirit's leading in his life. Which raises a question. Are you open to the Holy Spirit's leading in your life? You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes those inner promptings that happen in in, in a Christian's life. It may be to make that phone call that you've been thinking about. It may be to send that email that has been on your mind. Or perhaps to send a card. Or pay a visit to someone that the Lord has laid on your heart. Never discount the very subtle ways that God works in our lives as he speaks to us as we follow him. Well, the praise that burst forth out of Simeon's mouth in reality had been in his heart all along. He was waiting for this very moment with expectation. And his song of faith, I believe, is the real secret to growing old with grace, with contentment, and with deep joy. On the slide there, you see, say his words with me. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. In this beautiful canticle of praise, Simeon tells us three things about his faith in God, about himself, and about his outlook on life and death. What's interesting is he addresses God with a very unusual title. In the Greek, the the Greek word is despote. We get our word despot from it. Basically, that means the absolute ruler of all, the sovereign among whom there is no equal, there's nothing other close to despote, the sovereign. And Simeon uses a word to describe himself, translated in that translation as servant, but in fact, the Greek is adulos, a bond slave, one who is bound to serve the master of the house, the sovereign, with all that he has, with his entire life and resource. And Simeon's master is not a cruel overlord, but one who is merciful and one who is faithful in keeping his promises. His sovereign Lord spoke to this old man that nobody probably even noticed. And what's so fascinating is you study Scripture and you think of even the words of Paul to the Corinthians as Paul would remind us that God uses the weak, the lonely, the nobodies in this world to share the power of his word 
Simeon says, Lord, as you have promised, you're now letting your servant depart this life in peace. Can you think of any other greater gift than to come to the end of your life and to depart in peace with no bitterness, nothing left over, with no regrets? Simeon teaches us to put our hands on our salvation, on Jesus. You know, he teaches us because he holds and embraces him. He says, my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. Because in his very arms is the Savior of all. So I want to return to that story I spoke about myself in the beginning. That young boy singing with gusto the nunc diminis, knowing with delight that church was almost over. Now, as an older man, I recognize, thank God, a different joy. that I'm in the hands of my merciful Father who gave me and gave us everything when he gave us Jesus. And no matter what happens in life, because none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow, I know that I can depart this life in peace because I have seen the God of my salvation. I have tasted the goodness of the Lord. As a little child, my parents taught me this prayer up on the screen, and maybe some of you were taught this prayer. Why don't you pray it with me? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. I pray this prayer still to this day, but with even more meaning. My brothers and sisters, like Simeon of old, in a very real way, we behold the Lord of our salvation at every Eucharist. For there on the altar, after the consecration of the bread and the wine, becomes the very Lamb of God we kneel in our pews before. The Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. And we are invited to receive His body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, your sins and mine. Here in the Lord's very own temple at Trinity, gathered at this moment, Jesus comes personally to each of us with the assuring words, 
be at peace. You're mine. I will never let you go. Come follow me. And I will lead you home.